The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Everybody, it's our free agency preview. Could we see Saquon Barkley, T. Higgins, Tony Pollard, Kirk Cousins on new teams next season? Is Mike Evans going to wear a new uniform after 10 seasons? 10 incredible 1,000-yard seasons with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where will Derrick Henry end up? We'll try to answer these questions or at least where we want them to end up as we take a look at free agency right now on Fantasy Football Today. I'm Adam with Jamie and Dave and Heath. We're all here. Yeah. And I got some fill in the blank to start the show. Who wants to go first, by the way? Who should I throw it to first? I don't know. Well, there's three questions. You could you could start first with a different person on each question. All right, fine. I'm gonna go with How are you not prepared for this? (laughs) I'm gonna go with Jamie first. I want to see blank go to the blank. And for me, me I want to see Jamie go to the bathroom, as we all know. But Jamie, oh, that's so weird. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Old joke, old joke. You know, bringing it back up. You look confused. It's the peep joke. You know, the take it away, Jamie. All right, Jamie, I want to see blank go to the blank. Um, you go somewhere else. Um, I want to see um Saquon Barkley go to the Cowboys. Not me though. <laughs> that would that would hurt my feelings. Okay, Saquon Barkley to the Giants. Heath, how about you? I want to see blank go to the blank. Uh, well, um, we may all have the same team in the same situation. I wanted to see Josh Jacobs go to the Cowboys. Dave, I want to see Saquon Barkley go to the Chargers and be the cog in that offense with John Jim Harbaugh. Oh man, how many times am I going to make that mistake? Jim Harbaugh uh, instituting his physical approach, running the ball, just cramming it down people's throats. Yeah, I, I just assumed that Saquon would be the third down back. Blake Corum's going to be the guy on it first early days, right? <laughs> Could be. Uh, well, okay, so what I found interesting from those answers is that Heath seems to prefer Josh Jacobs to Saquon Barkley, and Dave and Jamie seem to prefer Barkley to Jacobs. That was my takeaway there. Accurate? Uh, yep. Yeah. I, th- I think two of us got caught answering that question with about four seconds of thought before delivering it. What are you talking? 
Okay. Um, that's not my fault. But anyway. No, it's not your fault. Okay. No, but is that is that what you I mean, would you I, rather I think it's an age thing. Like and I, I got this pushback. We talked about um on Tuesday on FFT Dynasty with Joey Wright. We were kind of talking about all the similar to what we're going to do here today, but from a dynasty perspective, the potential free agents. And I was kind of indicating that I prefer Josh Jacobs. And somebody said, Isn't isn't Saquon Barkley just much more talented? than Josh Jacobs? Should we really care that Saquon's a year, year and a half older? Um, and I just, I kind of do care. And I think that if you look at their careers post Saquon's major injury, then talent-wise, they look much more similar. Yes, Josh Jacobs doesn't have the rookie year Saquon, but I think now they're kind of the same guy and Jacobs is younger. If we're talking for a long-term situation, I'd rather have Jacobs. If we're talking for 2024, I'd rather have Barkley. And really, for that position, that's all I care about. Okay. Uh, Dave, final thought on that? No, let's get to the next fill in the blank. All right. I want to see Blank stay with his current team. I want to see Josh Jacobs stay with the Raiders because that looks like another team that's going to be um, run-leaning and Jacobs has been there, and I think he can do a good job there, and I think he can continue to catch passes there. Okay. Uh, Heath, I want to see Blank stay with his current team. 100% Kirk Cousins stay with the Vikings to protect the value of Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson when he's healthy, and make Cousins a borderline top 12 quarterback in a situation that we know he's familiar with and the coach and the team are familiar with him. Jamie, I want to see Blank stay with his current team. Mike Evans, I don't want to see him go anywhere yeah, else. Let that's him have funny. let him have his uh what should be a Hall of Fame career in in Tampa Bay and hopefully get another thousand yard season with I'd like to see Baker stay as well. So I want to see him run it back. So Mike Evans coming off this great season where he was wide receiver four in non PPR, five and half, seven and full. If you want, we're gonna go per game, seventh and non, eighth in uh, half and wide receiver 11 per game in full PPR. I think the perception would be he had a much better year in 2023 than he did in 2022, right? If he just took a straw poll or whatever. Did you know that Mike Evans was actually on pace, 17-game pace, more catches and more yards in 2022 than 2023? Obviously, the touchdowns were the big difference. He had a 13-touchdown season. In 2022, he had six touchdowns. But uh, more yards and more catches per game in 2022 than 23. I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, that's because Baker's better than Brady, like <laughs> we all thought. <laughs> yeah, and the pa- and they threw for something like what 600 fewer yards than they did the year before. I mean, they threw Quite a lot a less. I think, and I don't know this for sure because I don't have it right in front of me, but Evans' target share was probably better, right? It's yeah, just that it. they threw 150 Much. fewer passes or 100 fewer passes. Yeah, so his target share was better because he he played 17 games, but in, but his target per route run rate was 25%, which was the highest target per route run rate for him in like eight years or seven years or something like that. So, And I think it's important when we're talking about wide receivers or tight ends and, and were they better this year or were they better this year, looking at their production as a share of what the team produced as opposed to the total counting numbers. Uh, yes. So he w- that's true. Um, but yeah, he got he, his target per route run rate went way up. So yeah, you're right about that. So you're saying basically he had very similar numbers 
yards and catches in 2023 to 2022, but as a much bigger chunk of the pie. Much worse environment, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting, though. It Was it a much worse environment? Because, yeah, they threw a lot less, but you had Brady who was who was throwing really short passes to running backs all the time, right? Whereas Baker... And Godwin. And, God, and Godwin, yeah. I said Baker had one of the highest running back target rates in the NFL last year. Um, did he? Rashad White had a ton of catches. He did. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Mike Evans has never, never in his career finished lower than 24th per game in any format. Do you think that'll continue? I think he'll be top 24 next year? See where he goes. I'd see who his quarterback is. But it, as long as it's solid, a solid situation, I would imagine he'll be top 24 again. All right, last one. Uh, Jamie, you can start. I most want to see... Oh, I did. Wow. Oh, you didn't I didn't get to start. Come on. Oh, it's my he's... turn. I most want to see blank get a quarterback upgrade. I'll give an or answer here. I'm not picky. Mike Evans or T. Higgins. I'd just like to see one of them get to play with, with the best quarterback in the NFL. T. Higgins <laughs> a quarterback upgrade? <laughs> yeah. T. Higgins could absolutely get a quarterback upgrade. Situation upgrade I could buy in. No, a quarterback. He's saying Chiefs. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Okay, very selfish answer, but very good. Uh, Dave, I, I most want to see blank get a quarterback upgrade. I want to see what Terry McLaurin can do with a great quarterback. And so how about this for a crazy situation? The commanders sign Kirk Cousins and bring him back. And then that's the quarterback that's throwing to Terry McLaurin. Of course, it's crazy. It's not going to happen. But a rookie quarterback could happen. And maybe that'll be good for Terry McLaurin. Jamie, I most want to see Blank get a quarterback upgrade. I mean, the most obvious situation, Pittsburgh. Let's get uh, you know somebody to, to the Steelers. Cousins, uh, I saw a Sports Illustrated report that said the Steelers should be one of the top five teams interested in him. Not that it's a news thing. It's just I shouldn't say report. It's a Sports Illustrated story that the Steelers should be one of the top five teams interested in Kirk Cousins, which makes sense, you know, just given the fact that he would be an upgrade over anything that they have there. But um, obviously, any quarterback there – can change the fortunes of two pretty good wide receivers. Yeah, Pickens, we have an email about George Pickens in a little bit, so I'll get to that. I uh, do want to mention that FFT Dynasty is now two days a week. Heath, can, you can handle that? You got that? I, I've got it. Yeah, I'm just going to talk to you less now. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> well, you're not going to have me on the Dynasty show. You have to fill, you have to fill guest spots. Um, no, yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited to go two days a week. We got a lot to talk about in the next couple of months in terms of dynasty, NFL free agency, the draft. Obviously, we're going to be pumping out prospect profiles on the site, but we've got to break those guys down on the podcast as well. We've got some great guests lined up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern. If you want to watch it live at YouTube.com/slash Fantasy Football Today, or it'll be. Probably if it airs at 11 a.m. Eastern, probably uh, 1 p.m. Eastern available for you around that time anywhere you listen to podcasts. Let's do some news and notes, hopefully better than yesterday's news and notes. Justin Fields, he just wants answers. He's tired of the speculation. He wants to know what's going on. He says he wants to stay with the Bears. So I feel for you. And he said he took he, he unfollowed the Bears and football on his uh, social media timeline because he's going on vacation. He just doesn't want to. Deal with it, I guess. All right. Good luck to you, Justin Fields. Uh, Nick Underhill of NewOrleans.Football, who he wrote uh, about new offensive coordinator Clint Kubiak's scheme and how it would benefit Alvin Kamara. We're going to talk about Kamara and whether or not he's even going to be on the team next season. 
Some Dolphins news. Left tackle Teron Armstead is expected to return. He's, he was thinking about retirement. That's not going to happen, apparently. He should be back. He's very good. He has never once, Teron Armstead has never once played a full season in 11 seasons in the NFL. And in his last three years, he's played 8, 13, and 10 games. Uh, and that whole offensive line for the Dolphins was a mess. I mean, you have to put them right up there with the most injured offensive lines in the NFL last year. Uh, the Dolphins also expected to retain defensive tackle Christian Wilkins, according to ESPN. And Carolina expected to use the franchise tag on Brian Burns, who I guess will be, according to the article I read on CBSSports.com, Brian Burns will be classified as a linebacker instead of a defensive end, which actually will uh, be better for him for the franchise tag, like another million or so. All right. Um, let's read an email. I tease George Pickens. We got an email from Cassidy from Madison, Wisconsin. Where is he from, Dave? Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> Portland, Oregon. Okay. Cassidy from Madison, Wisconsin, by way of Portland, Oregon. Cassidy has emailed me for years telling me how great CeeDee Lamb is and how he's the best wide receiver in football, which was a ridiculous claim until last year. So he was on to something. So good job, Cassidy. Now he wants us to say that George Pickens is also in the elite tier at wide receiver and that he was an absolute league winner, which is true if you, as long as he didn't play into week 18 when George Pickens did not have a catch or a target. Um, Lamb and Pickens are my two favorites. Admit these facts on the next podcast, and I'll donate to St. Jude. Mm-hmm. So you have to admit, guys, that George Pickens is an elite wide receiver, and Madison, or sorry. Cassidy Who is the email address to? To me, just to me. Okay, so you have to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. If I'll do it for St. Jude. George Pickens, I'll tell you what. In his two seasons in the NFL, this is where he's ranked in yards per target among wide receivers with 50 or more targets, 11th as a rookie, and third last year behind Nico Coll- behind Ayuk and Nico Collins and just ahead of Justin Jefferson. That sounds pretty elite to me. George Pickens, elite wide receiver. Thank you for your donation, Cassidy. He, he, I would, I'd be very excited for him if Russell Wilson went to Pittsburgh. Like that's a guy who I think, that, I think Wilson would fit better with him than Deontay. Because you because of the downfield component, uh, and I think Pickens would probably be his Cortland Sutton in the end zone. So the only I didn't know realize this really until yesterday, but um, when we talked about Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson last year had the lowest a dot or air yards per attempt of his career by far. It's the Sean Payton thing, mm-hmm. right? But he was so bad the year before. Is he still capable of being a downfield thrower and being efficient? I mean, I think any quarterback can take shots and get there. I don't know if it's an arm strength issue. It might be a decision-making issue. Could be ball placement, a little bit of that. But I think he's more capable than Kenny Pickett. That he can't. Right, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's an upgrade over what they have, but I would like to see better than Russell Wilson at this point. When you talk about Pickens, who, you know, I I think before the Arthur Smith signing, when we did some drafts, uh, Pickens was – Going earlier than I thought, maybe around the four or five turn, maybe it was five, six, but let's say round five. Um, how much do you factor in that he had that great production with Mason Rudolph mostly? Two 100 yard games with Mason Rudolph down the stretch. Again, it's it's kind of similar to uh, like David Njoku with Joe Flacco. You know, sometimes just quarterbacks and receivers and or pass catchers, they just mesh differently. And, and that's a concern. I mean, you know, Kenny Pickett has not exactly been great for 
George Pickens um, over the year plus that they've played together, you know, taking into account the injuries this past year. So I think, you know, from I'm, I'm sure Heath would agree, you know, if, if there's the potential of a quarterback upgrade, you want to be buying George Pickens now with the, the chance that, you know, he doesn't get it. Uh, but you're taking a chance that he does, you know, get that quarterback upgrade. So you should be in the market to be acquiring him. And hopefully that's the, uh, that's the case. All right. We're going to take a break and get into free agents. When we come back, uh, stick around. We'll talk about Cousins. We'll talk about Russell Wilson, who's not a free agent, but is expected to be released. Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift, Josh Jacobs, Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary might be the only guy on this list, uh, maybe Jacobs, that has led his team in rushing five straight. No, I mean, you got like Derrick Henry on there too. Five straight seasons, Devin Singletary has led his team in rushing. Not interesting. All right, so <laughs> we don't want him sharing a backfield with somebody. All right, we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm getting tired of starting every list show with the quarterbacks. Let's start with the running backs, fellas. You good with that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. That's not how I prepared for this. Yeah. Okay. Just on the fly. We got Barkley. We got Pollard. Josh Jacobs. DeAndre Swift. Uh, do you consider Swift to be in the same class as Barkley, Pollard, and Jacobs? Step behind. Pollard, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pollard is a step behind. It's Barkley <laughs> and Jacobs at the top. And Henry. Pollard, Swift, and Henry. And Eckler's like a half step behind that second group. So we've gone through two and a half tiers. I think those are the running backs that would be in there. I thought I it was, Henry is due just as a pat yeah. on the back. You, you're, you're tier one. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting. Um, Tyler Sullivan had, from an NFL perspective, the top 50 free agents on CBSSports.com. Um, and, of course, there weren't any running backs in the top 30. Um, and there were five running backs from 31 to 35. And DeAndre Swift was not one of those five running backs. Both Eckler and Henry were. Um, I think that the perception of Swift will be really interesting this year in free agency, just because we've always kind of seemed to like him more than his coaches did. It's funny because uh, Pete's top 100 free agents are there, and he has, I think, Barkley 16th overall. Okay. 
Yeah, Barkley's really interesting. I mean, there are some concerning metrics. He just wasn't yeah. a standout runner last year. Oh, you should want him gone as a Giants fan. But I'll tell For you, sure. man, they're a lot better when he plays. And when they Doesn't matter. when they win, I mean, I feel like when they have good offensive games, it's usually because of Saquon Barkley. And, and I mean, you look at his yards per catch. This is the weird one with me. His yards per catch has been pretty bad, as I recall, the last few years. But I see him make plays in the passing game that other running backs just can't make. Like If you line him out wide, he can burn people. Isn't and- that kind of the thing, though? Like, okay, you were talking about lining up out wide. I was talking about like he makes so many people miss, but he also has a lot of bad runs and catches yeah. behind the line of scrimmage because he's trying to make somebody else miss and ends up losing yardage. I do think that's part of it. I mean, I think maybe a, a better offensive line would, would help that, but I, I think he's confusing. I, I think he's better than the metrics, Barkley. But obviously not like someone put up a highlight reel of him from his rookie year and it's just right. you can't even you right. just can't even consider it. It's he's not the same guy. He was so he was so incredible. Uh but yeah, I mean, could he get like like Montgomery, right, looked like kind of a boring four yards per carry kind of guy, goes to the Lions, has his most efficient year, I think. Um, you know, could is Barkley Barkley goes to the Cowboys. Can he be 4.5, sure. 4.6 yards per carry and really good Pro Bowl type of player? Yes. Well, everybody makes the Pro Bowl. <laughs> uh, I, I think he can be I think he can be a little bit more efficient than what he's been the past couple of seasons. And I think he would obviously have more scoring opportunities based on the offense that he's in. Dallas would be one of those offenses that's clearly better than the Giants and would give their running back, especially someone like Saquon, if they go out and sign him, ample opportunities to score, touch the ball. Um, he'll run behind a good offensive line. It, it all seems to work in a situation that would make him a good fantasy running back. And that's what it boils down to with Barkley. I think he's still talented. I agree with you, Adam. Is he as talented as he was when he was a rookie before all these injuries? No way. But he's still good. And I think if he's in a situation where he gets the type of work that he got with the Giants last year, by all means, he's going to be good for fantasy. And and that's where I think my thing with the Jacobs versus Barkley in Dallas, their running styles, I think Jacobs would get a bigger boost from having a good offensive line. I think he's likely to get downhill quicker than Barkley. Okay. Yeah, he's probably a better runner at this point. But as a better total player, I think Barkley still has an edge. Yeah, um, I don't know if there's much more to say about those guys. I, I guess, yeah, I, Jacobs is coming off a really bad year, 3.5 yards per carry. That's yeah. crazy, but he was 4.9 the year before. I talked about him, and he's just such a perplexing player. But after his first three games were terrible. Scored 9.1 to 11, point, 11 PPR fantasy points in his first three games, Josh Jacobs. That's, that's the holdout. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's him then, coming back from his holdout. Who was it that told us last last? Offseat during the draftathon. Yep, Robert, Robert Turbin, Turbin told us yep. told us that was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, from week four through week fourteen, as he that was his last game. Week fourteen, he was the number nine running back in PPR, number fifteen per game. But yeah, I think my question with Barkley and Jacobs is they they have never been in a timeshare. Really, do you think you think that they wherever they end up, Barkley and Jacobs are going to be lead backs? But that's the thing, though. It's like you know, we we're 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 saying Chargers, we're saying Cowboys. You throw Minnesota in there, you throw maybe the Texans in there if they move on from Singletary. Like you know, you start to look at the the ideal spots if the Bengals move on from Mixon. You know, I mean, all these situations where you could say, okay, put this guy there, 
and it's going to be great. But there's probably going to be a team or two that decides that's the answer that's missing to the equation to help us get into the playoffs or get us over the hump in the playoffs, which is probably a mistake. And then you're putting them in a situation where, oh, no, it's like does the the Jaguars fall in love with Josh Jacobs and they want to pair him with Travis Etienne? Like that's a nightmare, you know? The, does Buffalo say, okay, if we have Saquon Barkley, that combination of Barkley and Cook makes us a better team? And that's just a nightmare for us. You know, those type of situations. And you can see it. You know, I mean, we've seen it before, you know, where um, Baltimore decides, you know, they, they may sign two guys. You know, because that's the that's what we're missing is a strong running game, and we've been missing that. You know, so it's it's uh it's Devin Singletary and Austin Eckler going to Baltimore, you know, to to pair uh, and and just overhaul that backfield. You know, that's the type of nightmare situation that we could be dealing with. Now, again, there there are clear paths here. There are clear path in in for the Chargers if Eckler's gone. There's a clear path for the Giants if Barkley's gone. For the Raiders if you know Jacob's gone. There's a lot of openings. It's just a matter of that's what we're going to have to deal with. Is do they end up in these openings or they end up in these you know, crappy situations just because that's the best thing for their bank account, which you can't fault them for that. Well, I we haven't mentioned the Eagles, and, you know, we did talk about Swifts, but the Eagles as a landing spot. How would you guys feel about that? For <laughs> if, if I could tell, I don't know how to describe the look Heath just gave. It's like, it was like a bar face. You've got a button for it. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll find it. <laughs> All right, you would not like the Eagles. Is that what you're saying? No. No. I wouldn't mind it for Jacobs. I'd hate it for Barkley. You know, anybody that's that's relying on pass catching, I would hate it. Yeah, I think Henry, either in Baltimore or Philadelphia, that could be a spot that, like, doesn't have to do quite as much, but could probably average six yards a carry. And a touchdown every four games. I mean, that's the other part of it is unless the Eagles are going to – we talked about with Josh Allen on the last show, not that there's been any indication that Buffalo would do this or that Josh Allen would do this, but if Philadelphia makes the conscious effort to keep Jalen Hurts healthy, maybe or maybe the tush push is outlawed by mm-hmm. the NFL. Or with Kelsey retired. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's fair. Um, although I'm I'm starting to get a little bit worried about that offensive line. We'll see what it looks like by the time we get to training camp, but – it, um, short of that, I'd be concerned about the touchdown production for any running back in Philadelphia. I just want to remind everyone, Miles Sanders did score 11 touchdowns in 2022. And by the way, Heath, there it is. There you go. And, and DeAndre Swift last year had six carries that went to the one-yard line, and all six of them were followed by tush-push touchdowns from Jalen Hurts. So very it wasn't unlucky. it um, on the Kelsey's podcast that that Jason was saying he felt bad for DeAndre Swift. <laughs> He's I like, stop falling down at the one. Yeah, I, I mean, I, well, I see that. Yeah. he did it the year before too. How many times <laughs> did he fall down at the one? And Jamal Williams got to score. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe he just needs to get into the end zone. Yeah, maybe he's never going to be a goal line guy. That's that's a possibility too. Um, all right, so, um, okay, so we talked Barkley and Jacobs. What do you guys think about Tony Pollard? As a free agent, where would you like to see him end up? If not Dallas, I mean, that'd be, I don't know, that'd be good because you figure they'd bring in some competition. Where do you want to see Pollard end up, Dave Richard? I think he's going to end up in a spot where he's going to split reps no matter what. So can we get him somewhere where he's splitting with an older back that's not necessarily good? I'm I'm having trouble thinking about such a place. Houston, like like splitting with Damian Pierce, that, that type of situation. Okay, so like that would be wonderful. And Pollard, I think, would be the lead back there. 
and Pierce would help him a little bit. That would be a good spot. Um, how how similar is the? And I don't. I should know this maybe, but how similar is the Cowboys scheme to what Houston does? So that's what happened. Like I don't. Damian, that's what happened to Damian and Pierce, Coast, but different branches of the West. Singletary, yeah. Singletary was just much more well suited to what they were trying to do running the ball, and I think that will probably be a window into which back they're going to choose is which back is better at that type of running. I, I feel like it was more about Damian Pierce wasn't suited to doing what they wanted to do running the football, and that Singletary was just the the best remaining option that they had. But you you could see like that type of situation though, Dave. I mm-hmm. think is what you're looking for, like. If Minnesota feels like Ty Chandler can be a combo back, like Pollard and Chandler, um, if if Cleveland, you know, decides that Nick Chubb's not ready, you know, Pollard can go to a situation like that, which wouldn't be ideal. But you 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 kind of get the point, like you know, maybe like a six game window of no no Chubb, and they want an upgrade over Ford, you know, so that type of scenario. I can see those those type of things unfolding. Like, I don't think he's going to Baltimore. I don't think he's going to Philly. I can see. I, I can yeah. see that type of situation because they they clearly went the cheap route last year. You know, waiting until the draft. You know, signing Rashad Penny to the cheap deal, mm-hmm. making the 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 day three trade for DeAndre Swift. You know, so there was there was a um, you know an inexpensive move to go get uh, an answer, and I think for the most part it worked out for them. But uh, could they find an upgrade over it? And and Pollard might be an upgrade over Swift. A, I don't think Pollard is necessarily going to be an expensive running back to bring in. I'd be surprised. Right, that's he, what I'm saying. Like Philly, Philly can make that type of. Move. So they could make it cheap. Uh, B, one caveat with Pollard, I want him to go somewhere where he can catch the ball. Let him, let him get work. Uh, maybe it's pie in the sky to think he could do what Eckler or Kamara did, but if he's in a spot where he's getting two, three targets a game, I think he'd be really good there. That's part of what made him great coming out of college in the first place. He could go to the Giants. Yeah, I, that would would not be as expensive as Saquon Barkley. You think? I think Don. Like, F- what if he replaced? What if he replaced Antonio Gibson in Washington? I think he'd take it, over for Brian Robinson. I mean, I would bet on that. Uh, I, I don't know if I necessarily love that. Off, like now that I think about, it, I don't know if I love that offense for a running back because I don't know how many targets they're going. Well, to Well, Anthony Lynn going there too. That's good. That might be good for just whoever's running the ball. And if Robinson's got a grip on the rushing downs, that that would hurt Pollard. So I'm taking it back. I don't think that would be a good fit for him. Uh, Pollard to Green Bay would be fun, says Don in our chat. AJ Dillon is a free agent. agent. Yep. That'd be interesting. I mean, they just never really give Aaron Jones that much work until like the playoffs, basically. So they needed him. Yeah, that's it. He also was hurt a big portion of the season. Mostly, I want Pollard to go somewhere where it's going to keep his costs down. All right, let me give you some hypotheticals. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Pollard goes to the Vikings. Barkley Ooh. goes to the Ravens. Mm. Pollard goes, I mean, uh, Jacobs goes to the Texans. How would you rank those three? Barkley to the Ravens, Jacobs to the Texans, Pollard to the Vikings. Jacobs, Jacob, Barkley, Pollard. That's it. I'd say Jacobs, Pollard, Barkley, but... We don't really want to see someone go to the Ravens, right? I'd be okay with Henry there. Henry, Henry, and, Henry and Eckler, a Swiftford. Henry and Eckler. Uh, yeah, what 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 landing spots for Henry and Eckler would make you draft them with a top sixty pick? Are there any? I would draft Henry with a top sixty pick right now, but it would be like right around sixty. Eckler to Denver. Eckler to Denver would be cool. Hometown. 
hometown kid working as the passing downs back in that offense. Would that be a round five pick in PPR? Yeah. I think it would have to be pretty close. Henry to Houston. Okay. Henry to Dallas. Yeah. Um, um, I think also yeah, just so this it might be a bad time for it, but we also have to try to think about who's going to be the Dalvin cook or the Todd Gurley or the, the guy who yeah. was a, a, a must start running back the year before who either because his contract demands are too much. I mean, cook waited until the, until he got what eight or nine million dollars, or because the league just decides he doesn't have anything left. Like, who's the guy who's just going to disappear off the face of the earth? I wonder if you just start with the two running backs who are coming back from significant injury in Nick Chubb and J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins is a free agent. Chubb might become a free agent. I, but I, I think Chubb makes a lot of sense. Dobbins might be cheap enough to where he just has to take the deal. But yeah, Chubb has made so much money that he might not be willing to come back for a cheap deal. Yeah, I get what you're saying about the contracts. Okay, so he also, I mean, I guess both of them, they can kind of be a little picky if they want to be just because right. they're not going to be ready. Right. So they may just say, okay, I'll wait until my pup time might be up. You know what I mean? Like, like join a team in October. Right. Or, or week one, you know, where their money's not guaranteed, but they feel like they're capable enough of earning. So wait, we're saying that if we're looking for the next Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley, you're going with maybe Chubb and Dobbins before Henry and Eckler? No, I mean Eckler makes sense as the guy that falls. I don't off think it'd be Henry. I, I don't I wouldn't bet against Henry. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that Henry's gonna return like top thirty value in a fantasy draft no matter where he goes, but I wouldn't bet against him, man. He was still getting around like eighteen PPR points per game in games where he had a lot of work. I think he can still come through. Eckler, I'm not sure. Yeah, but Eckler's skill set will age better. I I agree, but if he's not explosive, then it doesn't really matter. Okay. I think the thing with uh with with Henry, like he's he's probably at at the point where he's may take almost next to nothing to go try and be with a contender. I would love that. That'd be great. Yes. Let's talk about some other running backs here, and we'll wrap up the running. Back and let's discussion. let's not rule out Tennessee as a destination for some teams too. Yeah. Uh, Devin Singletary, as I mentioned, uh, has led his team in rushing all five years of his career. He's never reached 900. I think 898 is his career high. Uh, A.J. Dillon, Zach Moss, who was great early in the season with the Colts, not quite as great late in the season. Uh, Antonio Gibson, Zeke, Deontay Foreman, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Kareem Hunt, Gus Edwards. And then you've got you've got bigger names like Nick Chubb, who could get cut. These are potential cap casualties. Chubb, Kamara. Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, James Conner. I mean, those are much more interesting, uh, interesting names here. Heath, give me uh, some thoughts on any or all of them, <laughs> whatever you want. It stinks for these guys that this is the year that they're free agents. I think because I, I think almost all the guys you just ran through, we're going to be far more concerned about them running someone else than what their fantasy value is. I actually go the other way on this. I think it's not that bad because the draft class is not that great. Right. That I wanted to ask Keith and you too, James, because I haven't gotten into it yet. Is there, is there, how many running backs have buzz around them right now? That's the thing. There's not a lot. And so it's yeah. not like, like we were, what we were already singing the praises of Bijan last year. We knew Gibbs was going to be exciting. I, I, I just, back I just don't think like there's, okay, 
we're we're targeting this running we're targeting running back X on even the first two days as the answer. Now there probably will be somebody drafted on day two just because the the nature of the position. Somebody will have a big combine and, and we'll start to get some buzz that way. But I think if there is a time for it, Heath, the only reason I go the other way on that is that there's going to be a lot of openings. Right. And so with how the market has sort of changed a little bit, you can get probably somebody that's still decent for a year or two very, very cheap because they're looking, they're all looking for jobs. And especially after what happened to Jacobs and, and Barkley last year and even Taylor, you know, I know he got his deal, but you know how these teams took this hardline stance of we're not trading for these guys. We're not signing these guys. You know, the only reason Dalvin Cook, and, and this may be why he waited, was because Aaron Rodgers restructured his deal and they were trying to, you know, sort of form the super team that that, that I think Rodgers trying to get guys that he wants. I don't want to use super team, but trying to get guys that he wanted in place. And, and that might have been just, hey, wait, I'm going to restructure my deal. When I do that, then I'll get you your money. Um, there's a lot of jobs open. And that's the thing. Like, you know, Mixon gets cut. I think of the guys you, you mentioned, the one that stands out to me the most about getting cut, because I can see Chubb restructuring this day because he knows he's coming off of an injury and probably wants to see if the Browns can make a playoff run. You're hearing Dennis Allen say, you know, about Alvin Kamara, so they might try and work something out there. And I believe the cap hit would be terrible if they if they cut him. So there, there are, you know, just kind of connecting the dots. You could see Mixon maybe being the one on the move. But between Jacobs and Barkley and Eckler and Henry and, you know, then the, the second-tier guys of, of Pollard and, you know, whoever you want to throw in there, um, there's going to be a lot of guys that might just be cheap and could still be good. Could be as many as 16 openings around the league for a new running back. Mm. That's if, like, wild <laughs> all, all the cap casualty guys get cut. There's going to be a lot of bonus podcasts next month. Let's say that yeah. right now. A lot of yeah. big names on the move. I don't know why it's like Aaron Jones over Tony Pollard yesterday in our draft. That was so stupid. Not really. I mean. No. You don't think so? As we sit here today, again, Pollard can end up being in, in a situation where he's not the lead guy. And Green Bay is not exactly the biggest destination for free agents. So, you know, if, if Jones has a rookie that he's dealing with, especially like if it's a day three guy, then – I don't mind it. He's what if Pollard's in Green Bay, Adam? Which one do you want? Stay with them too. If Pollard's in Green I Bay, I mean, Pollard uh, Jones is twenty nine. Is he going to be thirty this season, or is he going to be twenty nine? He will turn thirty during Pollard's twenty seven. And Pollard is. What can I see? Right. The situation would be I, I would lean toward Jones just because he he knows the system and is there, and they trust him. Same. Yeah, just he uh, he played eleven games. He's just got a lot of injury history. Uh, I'd probably lean Pollard, but Jones will probably like Jones will probably be great in the last half of the season. Right? <laughs> right. As soon as we write him off, he I got Jones was so bad. He looked completely washed up until I don't know the last five games of the season, and then he just became Superman again. He's yeah. Incredible. Didn't he have a high ankle sprain too? Did he? I'm honestly not sure. All right, that's oh, uh, ham- no, it's hamstring, hamstring, hamstring. Okay. That's uh, that's running back. Uh, sorry, we couldn't get to everybody. That would be a full show because we still got to get to three other positions. Let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about wide receivers, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Pitt, Michael Pittman, and more after this. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. 
Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. All right, wide receivers. Is this class better than or worse than or is same as the run? It's got to be worse than the running backs, right? Worst, yeah, for sure. Especially because like the, the names you're going to say at the top, we mostly think, I'm going to assume, are going to stay where they are. All right. More likely to get franchised. Evans, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman. Not as much depth. But you could argue they're, you know, they're obviously in their prime. The other guys are a little older. That running back. Not Evans. Well, Higgins, two of them Higgins are in their prime. Yeah. yeah, Higgins and Pittman. But Evans, there are Evans two has good a, wide receivers in their prime, and they're both going to get franchised. Yet. Evans has an endless prime, it seems. Um, all right. So what do you guys think about Evans, Higgins, and Pittman? Do you want to see them? Let's take the Chiefs off the table. Like the Chiefs would be great. If there's not a Chiefs sign, if the Chiefs don't get one of these three guys, do you want to see Evans, Higgins, and Pittman stay put or go somewhere else that's not the Chiefs? It's so case by case, because where are they going? Like you can pick any place other than the Chiefs. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, so I could put T. Higgins on the Chargers? Yes. I can put Michael Pittman in Buffalo. Yes. With Diggs, though. <laughs> is that better for Higgins to go up to the Chargers than the Bengals? Who are they cutting? I think you'd see more targets in, I think he will. Is Keenan Allen still there? Yeah, Keenan is. But let's say they'll cut Mike Williams. I, I want to see T. Higgins be a, an alpha wide receiver. I remember talking like, to there's Heath. There's no question. Uh, late in the season and going, I don't. I, I feel this way now. I don't know if Higgins is an alpha wide receiver. Right. I, I think I he might be, but I also I'd get like him have the chance. I get some Kenny Galladay vibes. Some. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, don't go to the Giants. <laughs> exactly. That would be the end. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about Higgins. Like if he becomes an alpha, we he has been very good without Jamar Chase in limited sample sizes. Oh, I'll take Higgins to the Cardinals. With Marvin Harrison? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. That I'd like to see what that looks like. I'd be excited about Higgins there. I mean, we have a small sample size of Higgins as an alpha. It's a you know pre ACL injury for Burrow, the rookie year together. Yeah, it was good. Uh, we should just include Marquise Brown, right, in this discussion. He's not on this tier, but yeah, we should. Do you think he's in the tier with Evans, Higgins, and Pittman? He's a, just a sl- kind of in a tier by himself, right behind him. What about Ridley? They're in the same tier. Old Marquise Brown? You seem to... He's so 27. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're calling Ridley old Marquise Brown. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I get it. So Pittman, um, is Pittman, do you think Pittman is an alpha or is he just, because Pittman is not really a guy who, who has done a lot with his catches. He doesn't make big plays. Uh, he doesn't do a ton after the catch. I don't know if it's his fault. He's had a pretty low ADOT I, most of his career. I, I mean, I would disagree. I think he has. It's it's not like it's consistent, but we have seen him make big plays after the catch. He literally caught a screen pass yes. and scored like a 40-yard touchdown, something like that, in the first game of the season. Right, Dave, but I, I, I will give you – I mean, his explosive catch rate no, is, I get what you're is saying. low every year. It's lower. It's average. It's average. I think he's I think when he's schemed up properly, he can be plenty explosive. We could say that about a lot of wide receivers. Is he naturally a burner? No. He's much more of a physical type of receiver who needs to get a lot of targets and accurate ones at that. In a perfect world, he would be in the same boat as Higgins. I'd love to see him be a perimeter receiver, maybe even in an offense where there is another type of receiver that can scoot downfield a little bit more, but at least it's like a passing offense, something like that. Whereas Indianapolis, I still think they're going to lean run when Richardson comes back. I don't think that that's saying anything crazy. And so I am a little worried about Pittman on a one-year deal in Indy catching passes from a quarterback with less than four games worth of experience in the NFL. That being said, though, I don't know if there's a situation where he's going that he's going to a better scenario. You know, I mean, as the lead guy in this offense – in a situation where he hasn't played with like a young quarterback. And this is his first opportunity to do so. And hopefully Richardson stays healthy. I mean, you think about it. He had Rivers at the end of his career, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, and then Gardner Minshew. You know I mean? That, those have been his four quarterbacks. What about, what about <laughs> Sam Ellinger? <laughs> sure. You want to throw Sam no, Ellinger? Right. Kobe Brissett for a while, maybe? Four <laughs> different, yeah. Four different quarterbacks for him, you know, in four seasons for Pittman. Well, I mean, four for the majority, but it's been like eight yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. all the guys that have been thrown in the mix. So I, I like him there the best, like him staying there. I like him staying in Indy better than T. Higgins staying in Cincy. Oh, wow. So you're saying that if they stay put, you're going to rank Pittman ahead of Higgins? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think, like, is he an alpha? Is it, Was Deontay Johnson an alpha when he was earning 10 targets a game? He's an alpha target earner, but not like an, he's alpha, an alpha fantasy on his receiver. Team. Yeah, he's, he's an alpha on his team, but I mean, how many? It's like the same with the quarterbacks. Like, how many alphas are there? Right. You know, there there's ten, twelve. I, let me just bring up. This is an obvious concern for Pittman. Is Anthony Richardson's going to throw? I mean, it wouldn't be a shock if he threw the second fewest, third fewest attempts. Like, I think Baltimore would probably be the lowest, but. But you know, the Colts Pittman could, with could, Richardson is is very the way I would feel about it. DJ Moore with Dustin Fields last year, like that type of player. Yeah, he had eight targets a game in the two full games Richardson played in. Yeah, I think the thing I, I we talked about this early in the season, if you remember. Um, the thing that surprised me about Richardson in his first action, and people said this was true in college as well. He he's not as much as most mobile quarterbacks just taking it down and running right away. Or he doesn't take sacks very much. Like, he got the ball out. So, yeah, they're going to run more if he's quarterback. But he's not going to have the same scramble rate, I don't think, as most quarterbacks with his athleticism. Agree. you are just looking at at targets, you know, to be fair, those were games without Jonathan Taylor because Richardson and Taylor did not play together. It's true, but they still had a semblance of a run game with Moss when he came back. Yeah. Not in week one they didn't. 
So look, look, you can't make anything of it. Pittman had 11 it, targets in week to, it's one. It's hard to say that there's anything concrete. And five in week four. So you can't make anything of it. But I would much rather him have Gardner Minshew than than Anthony Richardson, wouldn't you? No, here we go again. He had two more targets per game with Minshew. It's just they're going to throw a lot more, and and Richardson was is going to run for touchdowns, and Minshew really isn't. I mean, I don't Minshew, think they're going to throw a lot more. They didn't throw a lot more when Taylor was back. Um, all right, I I would rather have him with with a pocket passer, uh, not me. Okay, fair. I think there's more upside with Richardson. There's Much a higher more. floor with Minshew. But the thing is, you say DJ Moore. I, so far in his career, Pittman has not shown that he's that he's anything like. No, no, no. I don't. I don't mean in terms of how they get it done. I'm tar- targets. Just, just in terms of fields leaning on more Richardson will lean on Pittman. Right. All right. Well that, yeah, for sure. I mean, th- whoever the quarterback is, is going to lean on Pittman. Um, all right. And any other wide receivers that you think a change of scenery could really boost them? So we're talking Calvin Ridley, Marquise Brown, Gabe Davis. I don't think, I mean, Kendrick, Kendrick Brown, Moore for sure. had, had a good little stretch there. They might have discovered something with him. Um, you think Brown and Davis? Brown and Davis, not Ridley. Sounds like you're sounds like you're done with Ridley, Heath. No, I just think I think he's a borderline number two wide receiver. Probably in Jacksonville. Probably somewhere else. Okay. Fair. Oh, speaking of Jacksonville, like you could see Higgins in Jacksonville making an impact. Do you think Gabe Davis can really do better? I I. No. Why, what, make the case for Davis doing better. He replaces MVS in Kansas City and catches the ball. Yeah. Is there a chance the teams would use him differently? A little bit. We saw there was one or two games where the Bills used Gabe Davis in a little different way, and he did okay. Yeah. What was um, it? A lower A dot, right? Yeah. Big yeah. Game. Yeah. Works for me. If you're signing him, though, like NFL-wise, you're signing him to be a deep threat. The the thing that bothered me was his social media post with all of his Azer stats were were really well done, <laughs> but highlighting the fifteen percent target share, like it seems like you want to talk about a guy. It's not Kenny Galladay because he hasn't been as good as Kenny Galladay was in Detroit, but it seems like he wants to go somewhere where they're going to tell him they're going to throw it to him a lot more. Yeah, good, good luck. luck. Yeah, they might tell him. I don't know if they'll follow through on it. Well, Adam, how much did he pay you to do that? <laughs> Yeah, so Gabe Davis put up a, a post on Twitter on X that compared him, you know, in terms of rates to the best wide receivers in football, basically. And he's, you know, on a per target, per catch basis, he's good. And to his credit, he's also an ex- an exceptionally good blocker, and he plays almost a hundred percent of the snaps, almost hundred percent of the games, even when he had a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Like he's he's a really that, good football player. It's almost it's almost like though like the the social media post is like, oh I I guess NFL GMs must like it's like LinkedIn like that's how you've got to get hired. Yeah. <laughs> like, they <know> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Potential cap casualties: Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson, MVS, Tyler Lockett, and then maybe Diggs. This seems less likely, according to Dave Diggs, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper. But Mike Williams, Hopkins, Sutton, Cooks, Deontay, MVS, Tyler Lockett. And maybe the Broncos, Dave, maybe they make it. We hear so much about the Broncos maybe trading receivers. It hasn't happened. Do they have a different look in 2024? I think they will. I think it'll be across the board. They'll have a new quarterback. They'll have at least one new wide receiver. There's already been talk that they 
are planning on moving on from one of Sutton and Judy. It's just a matter of which one is is what they'll get more for or save salary cap space for. Judy, of course, is still on his rookie deal. I think he's entering a contract here. And so they might keep him because they don't lose any money with him. With Sutton, they can save almost $10 million if they cut him before June 1st and $13.5 million if they cut him after June 1st. He's got $2 million guaranteed on March 21st. So we might know in less than a month Cortland Sutton's future. I would really I don't don't take this personally, Tyler Lockett, but I would really like to see Tyler Lockett be on another team because I mean gosh, just we need to unlock Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jackson Smith and Jigba had only three games. Uh, he had three games where he had sixty one to sixty three yards. Never more than sixty three yards. But those three games were his three highest rates of being lined up outside. So he just he shouldn't be confined to the slot. He was in the slot two thirds of the time. Uh, whenever he's been outside, he's been better. So when remember the one game, his best game of the year was without DK Metcalf, and he played outside most of that that game. And it's just forget about that. I mean, it's just so obvious, right? I mean, you've got three three pieces. Make it two now in the pie. And well, especially when you're talking about how much more you want to run. Yeah, it is a different coordinator, so they may do some different things. That was, he, I mean, and that was he seems like a good restructure candidate too. Like his his cap numbers out of control. It's almost twenty seven million for this year. If I Hopkins, bet he takes a haircut and stays, if he should go home. Gets he should go home to where? He went to K State. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. That's an upgrade over MVS, is it not? Oh yeah, yeah. Until the Super Bowl, for at least a year anyway. Uh, if if Hopkins gets cut. Do you put him in the Evans-Higgins-Pittman tier, the Ridley-Marquise-Brown tier, the Gabe Davis tier? Where do you put Hopkins? I'd put him in between the first two tiers. Ridley-Brown tier. can play. Okay. Uh, let's go to quarterbacks now. Kirk Cousins is a free agent. Can't get franchised. His contract is up after the franchise tag deadline. Uh, Baker Mayfield's a free agent. And we'll, we'll throw Russell Wilson into this discussion as well because he is widely expected to not be on the Broncos next season. Um, is there a destination for Cousins, Jamie, that puts him in the top 12 discussion, borderline top 12, other than Minnesota? Not for me at his age coming off of his injury, but if he was healthy and not, and just, you know, Minnesota says bye-bye, um, a better situation than he's in? I don't think it's better. Minnesota right now, so I I tend to agree. It would like, be a would Tampa be that a better situation. I guess I guess the one the one would be Atlanta, could be comparable just because you know you're stepping into mm-hmm. those weapons and new system. So and you stay indoors I, and stay indoors, yeah, in a, in a pretty weak division. So I would I would take that as keeping him close to the top twelve. But I think healthy Kirk Cousins in Minnesota makes the most sense. It was QB five per game. I just want to clarify. I don't think I asked if there was a better destination because I don't think there is. I just want to know if there was another one that could put him in the top twelve. Atlanta, Atlanta. Okay. Um, what do we think about Baker Mayfield, uh, and maybe more so his ability to make other players good? I mean, it was like, oh no, Baker Mayfield. Now is it all right? Baker Mayfield, not bad for receivers. Yeah. Uh. 
<laughs> I'm not not super optimistic. Well, if if your question is, can he make other players better? He made two players really great in Rashad White and and Mike Evans. What if he's back in Tampa and Evans is gone? How do we feel about Godwin? Godwin's <laughs> best game came when Mike Evans went out against New Orleans. Yeah, rocket ship at emojis I, at him. I, I meant to bring that up because that is such a great point, and I've been thinking about that as we've done these mock drafts, and I've never drafted Godwin as if that were a possibility, but. Yeah, it's obviously would help a lot, wouldn't it? And actually, I think it's interesting. If you look at the splits for Baker Mayfield, his best production, because he he turned his season around in the last five games of the season and make it seven because he had two huge playoff games. That is when he started targeting Chris Godwin. And that is when he he got away from Mike Evans to a degree. Um, You know, Godwin finished better than Evans, at least in terms of like targets, catches yards, I think. I don't think touchdowns. But uh, I, Mayfield actually looked like a total bust for 12 games, and then he turned it on late in the season. Um, so, yeah, it, it was interesting. Godwin, Godwin did finish strong. I would imagine he'd be better next year than he was last year in 2023, even if Evans were back. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like if Evans is gone, does, does Godwin go higher than Evans would if he were back in Tampa Bay? So... You understand what I'm saying? Evans goes back to Tampa yeah. Bay. He gets drafted in round. So Evans Evans follows Canales to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and gets a big contract. I'd rather have Chris Godwin. Sure, but what Adam's asking is, if we're viewing, I think Adam's basically asking us, is Chris Godwin a top twenty-four wide receiver if Evans is gone? I think so. Yeah, in PPR, I think he'd be there. Um, I'd be excited about Trey Palmer too. All right, and anything to say about Russell Wilson? I actually think he's a fantastic fit for Pittsburgh. If the Steelers are trying to be a little bit more conservative, lean into their run game, lean into their offensive line a little bit more, I think that's I think that's kind of what Denver was doing at points last year. And so I think I Vegas think makes sense for him too. Fit in there, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, but his his contract is such an albatross for Denver that it's going to be really, and he's got like, I believe his entire 2025 contract is guaranteed on March 21st. That's correct. So if they don't trade him or cut him by March 21st, they're on hook and it's like 30 something million dollars. Uh, it's, question. It's crazy. I don't know what they're going to do to get rid of Russ or move on from Russ, but they're in a tough spot. I should have brought this up earlier, but are we downgrading Mahomes now that the Raiders are going to injure him? They're not going to injure him. Stop. <laughs> it's a pretty ridiculous thing to say. No, it's the obvious thing to say. There's not a defensive person in the league that's not trying to, as he uh, touched the quarterback. I mean, like, that's their goal. Yeah, but he's paying he the Jordan it. rules. So Antonio Pierce, the head coach for the Raiders, saying we're going to apply the Jordan rules. The Pistons were very rough with Michael Jordan when they played him in you know the late 80s, early 90s. And you, you can't really do that. In football, like you have, I to, just you have to. I just really appreciate time. it because after the last five years, it's terribly difficult. I think probably to find motivation in the regular season. <laughs> it's nice that they helped out a little bit for at least a couple of weeks. Thank go, you. Go watch. Go like watch uh, any Max Crosby, Patrick Mahomes interactions. Like yep. he's doing that every game to begin with. Yep. Uh, well, then why even say it? Because he's just being honest. Like we we get upset when coaches and players are honest. Eh. 
to me, it didn't strike me as honesty. To me, it struck it struck me as a little dirty, honestly. Like, the only thing that I, you, I mean, if you want to fear something, he's a Greg Williams disciple, so that's not great, <laughs> you know, to be <laughs> to be saying that. But I mean, again, like, what if you're a defensive coach? What what are you trying to do? You're trying to get hands on the quarterback like that's your job yeah but you say pressure him you don't say rough him up you don't you don't say jordan say rules you don't say jordan rules that's the implication though when you say jordan uh, but, rules but again exactly they can't do that because they'll be flagged every, every well yeah that's seconds, what i'm so. saying it doesn't even make sense all he did was beyond like it's just ridiculous yeah is that how everybody feels yes i mean i think it was appropriate to use jordan rules we are talking about the michael jordan of football <laughs> <laughs> FFT Dynasty, you can hear this twice a week now. <laughs> I don't ever do this on that show. Let uh, him pass Brady first before he called him Jordan. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, tight ends. Do, I have a, do we have a snooze button for this? Any uh, tight ends that could that could change things? Free agent tight ends. We got Dalton Schultz, Noah Fant, Hunter Henry, Gerald Everett. Um, oh, the cap casualties are much more interesting, and by much more interesting, I mean barely interesting. <laughs> Schultz would be an interesting destination spot. Barely interesting. Yeah. Darren Waller could get cut by the Giants. Is Gerald Everett a free agent too? Yeah, yeah. Gerald Everett's a free agent. So Schultz Jason could go to Hill, Los Angeles with Herbert? Can they just let um, Donald Parham have some opportunities? He's no. good every time he gets chances. Not every time, but he's good when he gets chances. He scores touchdowns. He's not that good. He's, he's, he shows up. He's better than Everett. 49 yards. He shows up. <laughs> he's low. He's stream worthy. Parham is streamworthy whenever it doesn't play. Touchdown or bust, tight end, most of the time. Um, Taysom Hill being gone would would be nice for uh, everyone involved, I guess. Uh, who's not getting touchdowns stolen from them? Would stink for Javante Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Okay, I don't really have much else. And. Donald Parham has two career games over 50 receiving yards, and he's never topped 60 receiving yards. Yeah, but I bet I bet Everett was out for those. I'll take 800 <laughs> yards from a tight end. So just just to recap your last oh. couple of weeks, the Falcons finishing 22nd as a passer, passing team, not that bad. And Donald Parham, whenever Gerald's out, just shows up. He does. He shows up. I mean, it's true. <laughs> you can't dispute that. I'd have also to nice in uniform. He had one game over 60. What about the touchdowns? Yeah, he did score some. Um, I think that wraps up tight ends. I wonder if a team would be interested in in off, overpaying for Isaiah Likely. Is he restricted? Well, he's only in, going into his third season, right? As a trade trade chip. Oh. Trade. Listen, I just want to read you a quote. You remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he became Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his ass. Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, feeling him, love taps. We touched him. We're in, the, we're in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I showed those guys Jordan getting his ass whooped. Like, that's, so that's Dan not, Campbell said he's going to bite kneecaps. Did they actually do it? That's okay. Right. They're not saying they're trying to injure him. They want to get physical with him. Uh-huh. All right. Get, they want to whoop his ass. Game. And they, inbound. No. The comment is inbound. They should be wanting to whoop his ass. I mean, that's yep. the goal. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't have to hurt him. Absolutely. They should. That's what they did to him this year. The tough guy stuff only works if you're winning. I'll say that. You know, like it's only works if you're it only works if you're winning. And go for it on fourth down. That's right. What do you mean? Dan Campbell. 
Dan Campbell. Yeah. Work winning. Go for it. Got to be aggressive. Got to be tough. All right, that's it for today's show. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you Monday. Jamie will be talking to economics students next week. So we'd love to get a live stream or something of that, but I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> Do we have any friends in Las Vegas who can sneak into a UNLV classroom? No, nope, private class. Sorry, you're stuck. Did you finish True Detective? <laughs> Not yet, no. Can't talk about Nobody's finished that. I want to talk about Maybe it. Maybe on people. the plane. I'll do it on the plane. There you go. Heath, you haven't even watched I can tell by the look on your face you haven't even watched it yet. You finished what? True Detective, season four. You like it. It's good. It's very good. What's it on? HBO Max. I only watch Paramount Plus. <laughs> Get it. Company man. All right. Twice a week. Talk to you later, everybody. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.